You know, I have an advantage because I wasn't born in America. And when I came to America with my mother, I was eight and a half years old. And by nine years of age, we'd, we'd gotten a small apartment. My mother couldn't afford very much. And I turned on the radio, and in a short order, I heard, to God and Miss Marley. And I said, what is that? What is that sound? And I couldn't speak English or anything, but I heard Chuck Berry, Fat Salmono, uh, Sam Cooke, you know, all the great stuff, Otis. This was before the Beatles. And James Brown, of course. And I was just smitten by this sound, this uh, thing that just didn't sound like white music. I don't know how to describe it. I didn't know what blues was or R&B or anything. And it stayed with me. And I'd moved to it, Baby Workout, Jackie Wilson, and I loved it. And I didn't know what they were saying. And then I saw the Beatles on the Ed Sullivan Show. And then it all made sense. This kind of uh, hybrid of little white boys out of England who spoke the talk like that. You know, you could speak with an accent, and they looked small, and they had, they looked weird. They came from someplace else, and then I felt connected somehow to the idea that they weren't from America. They were different, and yet they were still accepted. And then I started strumming guitar and just kind of taught myself a few chords. And in short order, I wrote one of my first songs, My Uncle is a Raft. And that song appears on the Gene Simmons Vault box set, one of 150 never-before-released songs. And hearing back that recording I did with Larry Martinelli and Mark Nyberg, school chums of mine, brings back so many memories. And I remember we were in a basement of uh, Larry Martinelli's uh, house in uh, Queens, New York. And I remember after the recording, it was a two-track tape, I remember, let's listen to it again, play it again, play it again, play it again. I just couldn't believe that before I wrote My Uncle is a Raft, that song, it never existed. And the, the idea of creating something out of thin air still amazes me. My uncle is a raft, and he always keeps me floating. He is so good to me. He treats me tenderly. It doesn't matter who you are. My uncle is a raft, and on and on and on. It was a kind of a song that reminds me tonally of her Majesty's a pretty nice girl, but she doesn't have a lot to say. Boom, 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 boom. It had that sort of feeling. You know, innocent didn't mean much, but it was one of my early attempts at songwriting. From My Uncle is a Raft, I started writing incessantly, lots of other material, aimlessly, just going every this way, that way, and slowly starting to hone in my writing, eventually forming a band uh, called Long Island Sounds, and at that point I didn't play an instrument yet, although I could play a little bit, and I was one of two singers with Seth Dogramagian, and we did Otis Redding and all, all sorts of uh, other material, Wilson Pickett, and then I went to another school and I picked up the bass because I realized that everybody wanted to play guitar or drums, but if I played bass maybe I could guarantee I'd get a job because there were fewer bass players and it was a good decision. 
because in short order we formed the Long Island Sounds. And the Long Island Sounds uh, started to do original music and they did one or two of my original songs. And after I graduated uh, high school, went up to college and formed another band called Bullfrog Beer. And there were other bands along the way, Cathedral and so on. And Bullfrog Beer broke up, of course, when I graduated college and moved down to New York City. And in New York City, while I was working, I started writing other more focused kind of material and met Paul Stanley and we formed a band called Wicked Lester. Wicked Lester actually finished their entire album, got signed to Epic Records, and we literally walked out of our record contract. We just didn't believe that it was the right thing, even though we'd done it. And we went back to square one and created Kiss and got Ace and Peter and, what can I say? Many years later, we became America's number one gold record award-winning group of all time in all categories. You know, everything begins here. Something hits you, and then the difference between the dreamers and the doers is a lot of hard work. I actually first started playing guitar. Not well. I just played a few chords so I can write songs. And then I picked up bass guitar conscientiously because I realized if I wanted to be in a band, and if I wasn't singing lead, that I'd have a better chance of being in a band because fewer people wanted to play bass. It was just pragmatic. The great thing about being able to play a little guitar, a little bass, little drums, little keyboards is I'm all self-taught on all of it. So when I was doing demos, I would often go into the studio and play all the parts. And it actually helps write a better song when you think about it, because you hear the tonality and different chords and that. But all of it has to do with listening and learning and continue to keep practicing. So a lot of the songs on the box set is just yours truly on all the instruments, all the backgrounds, engineering and producing, doing all of it. it takes much longer, but there's a lot more pride in it.